to the left, Pellegrini, inside, Pizarro Golasso, Pizarro Golasso! Here's the goal scorer, Morgan, and he's done it again! Luis Morgan with a second of the match! He won't even have a goal! I know I tell you weekly that you are way too extra, bud. But you know what? It's very fitting today because we have a little extra bonus episode we're dropping over here. I thought we were good. I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but no, this is a uh, special podcast for ourselves. We, we expand our wolf pack. We have expanded the wolf pack by one. I thought you were reaching for the air horn, but you were yeah, not. Yeah. You were not. But no, this brings us great excitement to introduce Mr. Than Harrington. He will be a corresponding contributor to the Inner Miami podcast production, handling mostly Academy's USL information. So it brings us pretty pretty big joy to go ahead and introduce him to everybody. Yes, sir. Welcome aboard, Than. The Duble horns. So without further ado, again, you know, there's no team news updates we're, we're providing. This is just highlighting our newest member of the Miami podcast in Than himself. Again, he's going to be covering all things Fort Lauderdale CF and the Academy. So we really wanted to cover as much as we can about this organization as a whole. And with the, we said three, but actually four call-ups from Fort Lauderdale CF. And of course, we're in the uh, you know, we're talking about Felipe uh, Valencia, uh, Edison Escona, Ian Frey, and Dylan Castaneda. We're going to keep producing talent out of here, and we want to make sure that we are staying consistent and keeping our eyes on it. So I guess without further ado, let's get into this uh, inaugural uh, Than Harrington segment, the first of many, many more to come. And let's learn some more and discuss the Fort Lauderdale team and the Academy in more detail. What's up, everybody? It is with uh, great excitement that we finally have the opportunity to introduce the newest Inter-Miami podcast correspondent. We are talking about Mr. Than Harrington. Than, what's up, man? How you been? Hey, guys. Doing all right. How are you guys doing today? Can't complain, man. Cannot complain. It is a beautiful, sunny day down in South Florida like it Typically is, even though the summertime seems to be swinging around in full force. But how you doing up there, bud? Where, where are you right now? So currently in South Central PA, uh, it's deceptively cold outside. The sunshine likes to bring us outside and remind us that we're still closer to winter than we are summer. So uh, kind of staying bundled up inside. Uh, you know, got my Syracuse sweatshirt on for March Madness and uh, kind of enjoying my day. How is Syracuse doing? Did they play? What do they play? Uh, North Carolina? No, they played San Diego State, and Buddy Beheim lit it up like Jerry McNamara of old. And uh, I think it was 30, 35 points. Syracuse fans don't hold that against me if I don't remember. But uh, they move on to play uh, West Virginia today at about 5.15. Well, there you go. We are recording this podcast on Sunday, March 21st. And we are in the midst of a pretty wacky March Madness. And Dan, I got to ask, is your bracket busted right now, sir? 
my bracket is busted. However, it sits at a 97%. Uh, so I'm okay with that right now, even though my six-year-old is hot on my heels at an 80%, even though he just picked by colors. So I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't, you know, you, you win some, you lose some. Well, I'm, that, I'm okay with that. That might've been the missing strategy of my bracket this year, but, uh, but no, Th Dan's been a supporter since day one, episode one. He's been our guy. He's, uh, he's always chatted with us behind the pod and, you know, he's been supporting us, you know, every episode that we did come out with, you know, in the first season and moving forward. So, you know, this year he reached out to us and, you know, wanted to do more with IMPC, which we encourage all of you to do. You know, if you want to, you know, find your spot on the team, we're absolutely open to it. And, you know, Than this year is going to be running with our coverage of the USL club, Fort Lauderdale CF, as well as our academy team. So, you know, Than, you know, welcome to the team, bud, you know, and, you know, Talk to the listeners about yourself. You know, obviously we're going to jump in about, you know, our USL squad and academies before we do, you know, what's your, who's your favorite club outside of inner Miami and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, uh, I've been following, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to get some razz for this, but I've been following Manchester United, like every other American, uh, the British seem to think anyways, follows that club. Um, I'm strong anti-Glazer, anti-Woodward. I've been following the club since you know i feel like beckham's chip back in wimbledon even though i was only five at the time but that's the only club i ever really connected with 100 percent. i love their hard working mentality back in the day it was all about down to earth grit and pushing towards the ultimate goal of winning a title without splashing a lot of cash and then along came the glazers and we don't have any cash so hey you know it works out in the long run uh besides that um you know i'm father of two uh, i've been married for 10 12 years I've been in various different sports in my life track and field football uh and at the end of the day though i always came back to watching you know the world's beautiful game uh, i cannot get enough of the fan base the passion no matter what level it is it just something always drew me into it Excellent. You know, I mean, we talk all the time, but I'll, I'll go ahead and just say, you know, go Chelsea. Not everybody can have a Roman money, but, uh, but man, you're doing all right, man. But we are here to, uh, to talk about FTLCF, Fort Lauderdale CF and the academies. But I guess before we can even really start and understand what's next for Fort Lauderdale CF, we kind of, you know, need to understand how last year went. Can you go ahead and, and update all the listeners on uh, their seasons and, and your overall thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. So Fort Lauderdale uh, was kind of like the old Forrest Gump quote, life was like a box of chocolates and we never knew what we were going to get. Uh, we had four wins, nine losses and three draws. And while that looks terrible on paper, they didn't really collapse until the end of the season where they only had four losses and one draw. They were in control of their own destiny, and I don't know what got in their heads towards the end of the season, but they just packed up shop and went home a little early. Uh, you know, we're expecting a good turnaround based off of that this year. Yeah, I mean, last, last year definitely could have gone better. Could have gone better for um... – Inter Miami as well. Seems that both teams kind of struggled to really find an identity. Uh, there was, you know, a massive highlight I think of last year. Well, three to be exact was the the call up of three of our academy players. We're talking about Edison Escona, Felipe Valencia, uh, and Ian Frey. They were called up to the senior team this year. Um, but outside of, of of those players, and quick shout out to Edison Ascona, he actually did score a penalty in the Olympic qualifiers against Mexico, even though the Dominican Republic lost that game. Um, and then Ian Frey, of course, uh, 
you know, we, we wish you a speedy recovery from uh, tearing your uh, your ACL. But outside of those three call-ups, you know, who are the players that everyone should be watching this year in both, you know, Fort Lauderdale CF or the academies? All right, so to start off with Fort Lauderdale, I'm looking at three, a forward, a defender, and a goalkeeper. So to start off with our forward, Ricky Lopez Espin. Uh, he played actually the third most minutes on the team uh, with about 1,238, which is a lot of minutes. It's more minutes than I could spend running around for sure. Uh, it's about 1,200 more and, minutes than I yeah, I was like, that was a pretty precise estimate yeah. too. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I could not do that, but, you know, more power to them. Uh, he did lead the team in goal scoring, and he was second in uh, average minutes per goal. Uh, so every 176 minutes he was putting in a goal. He also led the team in shots with 41 in 16 appearances. Uh, next is Sammy Guidari, uh, defender. He was third on the team with assists. Now, that might seem high, but he only had two. So, I mean, you right there, you can kind of see one of the avenues that they need to work on going forward. Um, as a defender, he did lead the team with chances created at 23. And then settling back into his defensive role, he led the team interceptions with 33. Uh, it's a great building block to kind of set the standard for the defenders going forward. And then Andre Zulaga, he's going to be replacing Mr. Castanera, who we are all happy to see up at the first team. We can't wait to see what he does. Um, he actually had 11 saves, and he had a 61.1% save rate in limited action. Uh, while, again, that number doesn't seem too high uh, for the type of season that Fort Lauderdale had, I can actually see... Uh, great potential with that, especially if he's able to get with the first team uh, at some point, get with the correct coaches and build on that season for sure. So it's Dan, it really seems like Ricky, Sammy and Andre were all part of the club last year. Of these three players, which is is really your number one that you got to keep an eye out for? I, I got to be honest, I'm liking what Sammy's bringing to the table. You know, he's. Mm -hmm. He's focusing on defense, but he's also coming up and he's not afraid to mix it in with the attackers, you know, create the chances that the team's going to need. I think they're going to need work on both ends to be able to compete and win. So I think Sammy's a great piece to build off of. All right. Do, do you project Sammy potentially being called up in the regular season? Uh, it depends. I mean, unfortunately, I I would like to see him called up. I don't think he'll be called up unless the injury bug hits us and knock on wood. We hope that it doesn't happen. So, uh, you know, as much as I'd like to see Sammy come up ASAP, I also think it would uh, be good for him to take some time at Fort Lauderdale, continue to grow, continue to, you know, fill into his mold and then bust out onto the first team uh, scene when he is 100% ready. The last thing we want to do is put out a, a player who's not 100% ready and then watch him burn out by the stress of the MLS schedule. Well, all right, all right, all right. As Jay Kington and Matthew McConaughey say, you heard it here from <laughs> I, Dan Harrington. <laughs> I would I would have to agree because also it's it's very important to remember that Kieran Gibbs will uh, be coming mm -hmm. in uh, in the summer and um the summer transfer window rather. So, you know, we're going to already have a mid season defensive uh, upgrade coming. So I don't know how much more, how many more defenders we, we could really take on. Yeah. And I think Dan hit it too, right on the button was 
hopefully this injury bug doesn't happen, right? It's always scary for any team, any and any team at any level, really, to kind of go through that. So hopefully we don't get bitten by that bad boy this year. But, you know, we'll definitely keep our eyes on these three individuals and the progress over their 2021 campaign. But, you know, just to stay consistent here, because we shout out, shouted out the, the three others, but let's make it well-rounded four with a shout out to Dylan as well for being called up to the senior squad. Very true. Good point. Um, so with, you know, Andre, Sammy and Ricky fan, you know, what are the expectations of the club this year? What are you thinking? Uh, you know, I think they're going to obviously do better than last year. It's hard to, it's hard to mimic an uh, implosion they had like they did last year. So we hope to have great things going forward. Their training sessions have been looking sharp. Uh, they're getting, great coaching experience now with phil neville focusing on the first team he has been you know in the fort lauderdale mix a little bit just to see what's down there so hopefully all this experience the first team is getting is going to trickle down into not only fort lauderdale but the academy and just make for a great product all around excellent i mean we look forward to the start of the season which kicks off april 10th against new england revolution dos that's spanish for two uh, that match will be at home here in Fort Lauderdale. Now, uh, Inter-Miami has several academy teams. So why don't you walk us through uh, the structure, what that looks like, and, and kind of how that, that plays out and funnels into you know growth for the senior squad, whether that be players coming up and playing, okay. developing, and then selling players. You know What's the whole scheme of this academy system looking like? All right, so the academy is actually broken down uh, into numerous different levels. The U-12s actually have two different teams. They've been going out. Uh, they went out to Atlanta with a black and a white team because they have so many people and players down at that level. They want to make sure that all players get the most playing time they can. And also then have a U-13, U-14, U-15, and then the U-17 squads. Um, the U-18-19s are mixed in there as well. So uh, you know, we have quite a few teams to ensure that all the players get the most out of their time at the academy. It's going to help the coaches evaluate quicker uh, to all the players' pros and cons and see who's going to fit long-term in with the club. Uh, there definitely are some players to watch going forward. Now, it's harder to tell with the younger teams because they don't necessarily keep stats. I'm going to be keeping my eye on them the best I can, but unfortunately you can't keep an eye on something that you don't have any statistics to back up. Mm -hmm. uh, so I actually have picked out a couple players to watch for the U 18s and 19s, uh, Leonardo Afonso. He started 10 out of the 11 games played and he notched eight goals, which was a, a great tally for the amount of games that he played. It's impressive. We also have Federico Telez. He started nine games out of 11 played and he notched six goals in those. So again, that's pretty good return on investment. We we have in the U16, U17, Alexander Lozano. He started 14 out of 16 played, but the most impressive stat to me was he scored 12 goals. That is more than Edison Azcona scored for the U16, 17s. And we all see where he's at right now. Yeah. These are very uh, high also, ratios. Yes, absolutely. We also have Ethan Harden. He played all eight games that he was in, uh, he started, and he was a stalwart at the back with only a single yellow card. So it shows that he's already got the discipline down to make the timely tackles and not have the bonehead plays pop out where he's going to be off the pitch and not being uh, useful to the U16s, U17s. 
Interesting. I would really, I mean, that, that's, that's very, very impressive. I hope we continue to develop and then be able to get them up to the senior squad. Cause uh, you know, I don't want to talk trash and I think we're gonna have a better season, but we really need to get some more prolific scoring on, on our uh, senior team. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. Yeah, I w- or, sorry, Than, take it away. No, that's my fault. I would say I would agree. And, you know, I'm excited to see what Ascona is going to do because uh, as you may or may not see in the upcoming Pink Smoke, some of his highlights have shown that he can put some goals in and create chances from angles that we were lacking last season in the first team. So it's going to be impressive to see what he does going forward as well as how that translates back down to the academy where they can say, oh, Edison did this. I should work on this. And then our academy grows and the ball starts rolling. And once that ball starts rolling, it doesn't stop. And, you know, we have a fantastic product coming out. Totally. And, you know, what's cool about this, too, and keep in mind, everyone, I know, you know, if we, it feels like this club's been around for years, but we only had one season underneath our belt. And establishing a strong development and academy system is really only going to translate to better players on our senior level club. You know, this is another idea, you know, you can trade for players from different teams, you can bring them in off of free agencies, you can draft players, you know, things like that. But in addition, you can also develop your homegrown talent. And this is all part of the life cycle of Inter Miami. And honestly, we're off to a pretty dang good start. I mean, we're going to see three of these guys like we touched on earlier, you know, Edison, Felipe, and, you know, I'm sorry, actually two guys in, you know, being out with the torn ACL. But we'll see two of these boys up on the senior club this year. And, and really. Dylan. And Dylan, you're right. We always keep underscoring Dylan, or maybe it's just me. But uh, but no, we're going to see these guys up on the senior club. And, you know, this is really important. And, you know, not just... I guess on a micro level of inner Miami too, you know, right? Like thinking at it more on a macro level, you know, on a holistic view, you know, the more the United States can develop talent, you know, the better the MLS is going to become and our our reputation around the world, which, you know, honestly has some room for improvement. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely trending upwards. You can see it with the, you know, European players that we have, uh, you know, Americans that is that are building out a, a pretty decent men's national team roster and even seeing, you know, Jason Kreis are one of the assistant coaches who also runs the, the men's U 23 team, which is the one going through Olympic qualifiers. You know, the more talent we have, the more of a presence, uh, America will be able to, to, to make on the global game. And then going back to your micro, obviously it's good for the club. The more players you can develop. Yeah, and this has always been a vision, too, of David Beckham. He's always talked about this, establishing, especially having the presence of what South Florida brings already, you know, established throughout. It's super important. And, you know, we'll see the development of all these academies moving forward. But, you know, Than, is there any recent news that we should be keeping an eye on? Or has there been any recent updates with any of these academies? Yeah, absolutely. So the academies, they actually just played up at uh, Atlanta United FC in Patton Park. It was a neutral site matchup, so, uh, you know, not one team was getting the edge over anybody in that regard. Uh, but we did have a pretty successful trip up that way. The U-12 black and white squads both won 5-1 and 5-0, respectively. So shout out to those kids. They were actually out there, you know, pounding the pavement and doing some good work. The U-13s also won 4-1. So, again, there's that foundation we were talking about really, you know, getting – set and you know making the most of what they've got right now uh the u14s they lost two to one unfortunately but it was a hard fought loss it was right to the death 
the U15s drew 0-0, and the U17s forgot to play defense, unfortunately, which is one of the things we touched on needing to improve on, and was a 5-3 to three loss. Hmm. Now, with all that being said, we are heading this weekend, actually, as we speak now, they're playing the purple and gold Disney mascots of Orlando City. Uh, I would hope that we could beat them down no matter what level we're playing. I would love to see Orlando lose. So hopefully we can continue on with a bunch of wins out of that, rub it in their face, and then continue on through the regular season with the first team and give them no quarter. Now, with that being said, the U14 and U15s had some pretty phenomenal play. Uh, I would like to actually point out two players we didn't get to talk about earlier. Justin Ellis. He scored a ridiculous goal also, which you can find on Inter-Miami's website. Justin nutmegged the defender, drove past his left, and then fired the shot past the right side of the keeper. So just think about that as a U14 player. He put it between the defender's legs, went left, and then shot opposite to the far post. I mean, that's just phenomenal for me. I don't know what you guys think about that. but It was a beautiful goal, for sure. My mind was blown. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then Tyler Hall, he actually played a stellar weekend of defense. Uh, he had the most tackles for the U15, and he actually notched his own goal also. I won't spoil that. You can find that on Inter Miami's website under the Academy tab. It also give you listeners a chance to go check out the Academy in more depth because that's something we need to do uh, all around to be 100% Inter Miami fans, in my opinion. Excellent. Excellent. We really do appreciate the uh, due diligence and the uh, dedication you have to covering these multiple, multiple teams in the academy as well as Fort Lauderdale CF. And I'm sure we'll have quite a bit of banter just around the senior team. We're talking Inter Miami as well. We look forward uh, to our first season together. Welcome aboard, man. Really happy to have you on. Uh, you know, Than, he, he started out as a listener and now he's a, a close friend. We talk almost daily. Uh, about all things football, soccer, Inter-Miami, EPL, all stuff. But thank you so much, bud. We will talk to you very soon. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Vamos Miami. Vamos Vamos Miami. Miami, baby. Super excited to have Fan Harrington on the team as this Wolfpack continues to grow. This was a special episode, a bonus episode that the IMPC production wanted to go ahead and bring to everyone. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for joining us today, this afternoon, tonight, morning, wherever you're listening to us, we appreciate it. If you like this podcast, go ahead, drop five stars on Apple reviews. We would greatly appreciate it. Tell your friends, click subscribe, do your thing. Never miss an Inner Miami podcast show. And feel free to follow us on all social medias, Inner Miami podcast, Facebook, Instagram, or if you're on Twitter, go ahead, shoot us a follow, Inner MIA podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Smoke. Dan Harrington is going to be on there every single week talking about the academies and our USL club. And anything else, Inner Miami, that will we'll be covering. I mean, it is going to be all-inclusive. Stay tuned. Let's keep it moving. As we end every episode, vamos Miami. Vamos Miami. <laughs>